Hi, this is Jeff Pitts, pastor of the Collective Church in Cleveland, Tennessee. We hope this message helps you to live on purpose for his purposes. Now here's the message. Uh, we've been in a series since we launched the church four weeks ago. Um, I'm like counting weeks. I think our, t- our crew is tired of me telling them how many weeks we've been in church. Like, like this is week four, guys. Woo! I'm excited about it, and if nobody else is. The, like, when we get to week, like, 400, they may be tired of me here saying that. So um, if you've got your Bibles, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 12, um, verses 4 through 13, and then um, we're going to jump to 27. So 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 13. Um, so the series we've been in a couple of searches is really about discovering your identity. And so we talked the first week about Jacob and how the label of, of heel grabber trickster had been laid on him, but God changes his name, and eventually Jacob figures out what it means to be Israel. Then we talked about another name change with a guy named Simon when Jesus approached him and said, Simon, who do you say that I am? And we call it the greatest question asked because Simon, who becomes Peter, answered that you are the Lord, the li- Messiah of the living God. And that single answer to that single question sets the stage for your identity and who you are. Then last week we talked about um, the difference between diversity and differences we have between the church of Galatia. And so the divisions in the church of Galatia and the differences and divisions that were created there. And that God is more about creating differences and not divisions in who we are. That God's about diversity but not about division. And so tonight we're going to wrap up this series out of um, 1 Corinthians, a very familiar passage um, I'll be reading out the NET, maybe a little bit different. I think what's on the screen is NIV, so I'm going to read this version. I shall read that one so you guys can follow along. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but all of them in everyone, it is the same God at work. For now to each of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, to the one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, and to another distinguishing between the spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. And all of these work are, are the work of one and the same spirit. He distributes them to each one just as he has determined. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. We are all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. And I don't think I have 27, but jumping down to 27 says, Now you are Christ's body, and each of you is a member of it. Um, if, you, if you've hung out with us long, you know that we have five kids. Um, I know that's a lot, y'all. You guys, like, like somebody said, like I heard it. We have five kids. Um, Kate is our oldest girl. She's 17. And Kate is adorable. And Kate is, is opinionated. And Kate is wonderful. I'm going to build her up all at the same time. And Kate is very fashion-minded. Like, she is just on it. Like, she is always one step ahead of trends and everything that happens. When she was in ninth grade entering high school, and high school is a very difficult time, we know, she comes up to Rachel and I and goes, I need to change my whole style. Like, for two weeks straight, we were walking through this, and we would walk in every store, and she would just turn her nose up. She's like, oh, 
Like everything was terrible. She's like, I have to change my whole style. This is no good. And so finally the Lord blessed us. And, and, and let me tell you how the Lord blessed us. She found goodwill. And her whole style changed for like $10. And as a parent, you're like, oh, praise Jesus. There is a God in heaven. This is the best thing ever. And so she, she said something really profound the other day. So she's so, like, in touch with style and things that are happening and trends that are changing. And we, we were in the car going somewhere, and we were talking about social media, and we were talking about her generation. And she said, it's very difficult right now to stay up with trends. She said, due to social media and the impact and things changing so fast, she said, before a trend can get established and the, the stores get the clothing, it's already changed again. She's right. Like, so, so this week, you may be wearing one style of clothing, or that's what you see, but it can't get to the store fast enough for the, trend to stay, for the stores to stay caught up with the trend. I thought, that's really intelligent. Like, she's super smart. And she's like, there's just, she goes, nobody has personal style. Again, I don't think she's going to be, like, a person that makes clothes, but if she did, she'd be really good at it. What do they call those people? Like, Designer, that's it. that's it. She's not going to be a designer, she, she, but, but she's really smart about it. And so she says, nobody has personal style or personal identity in what they wear. And as a pastor, you can say things like that, and you go, I'm going to borrow that. That's really good. Because what happens with trends is they're always moving. They're always shifting. So you're always trying to stay on trend with something that's shifting and moving. It's a target that's always moving with you. And so you're always trying to stay caught up with the trend, right? So something happens on TikTok, and then it changes. And something happens on Instagram, and then it changes. And nothing is stable. And as a pastor, I said, you know what's really good about that? Is that applies to our spiritual life. That if we're always trying to catch up with something that's changing and shifting and there's nothing stable, we will have no personal identity. That we're always going to move with what's moving. We, we are parents of, of middle schoolers, too, so our eight middle schooler. Um, did y'all catch this TikTok trim where people were, like, tearing sinks off walls, right? And then there's an, so, so, like, there's, like, and it happened in our school. And so, like, there's kids tearing things up, and, like, we get that auto call from, like, the school. Like, this is a Kobe Middle School. And then they go on, like, by the way, we're paying attention to kids tearing sinks off walls. And we're like, yeah, that was happening like two weeks ago because the new TikTok trend is somebody's dumping cans of beans on my porch. Like, it, it shifted that fast, right? And the school is like three weeks behind trying to catch up with something that's already happened. And if we don't walk on something that's stable in our life and find a personal identity in Christ, then it's always going to be shifting sand, and we're always going to be trying to catch up to find out what's next and to find out who we are. And so when we establish our identity in Jesus, it suddenly becomes solid ground. It becomes something that's not shifting. It becomes something of a foundation to build on. So I know this is a passage about spiritual gifts, and that's significant and important, but, but listen to what, what the, the sort of context of it is. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them it's the same God at work. And, and it goes on again and again, the same Spirit, the same Spirit 
the same spirit. Are you getting the point? The same spirit, the, the same. So it's not shifting. It's the same. That our identity is in Christ. It's the same God. It's the same Lord. It's the same spirit that we build ourselves upon, that we build our foundation on. It's not shifting. It's stable. So we can find our identity in who God calls us to be. It's not constantly changing. You don't have to constantly look for a new style because God says, this is who you are. And it's solid. So in the search for yourself, you can follow trends that are fading fast and constantly changing, or you can build it on something that's solid. It's the same spirit, the same God, the same Lord. It's all the same. But the beauty of the Lord is that there's differences. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different, different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but the same God. There's differences in the body of Christ, but, he's, but the same spirit. We, we had a, a worship team meeting this week. At Emily's house, she makes incredible charcuterie. So if you're ever invited to her house, go, because it's going to be really good charcuterie. And so we were talking about our team and what we had and some, some weeks that we needed some musicians. And, and Andrew and I, who are accomplished keyboardists, volunteered. If you know me, I don't play any kind of musical instrument. And Andrew's is more of a jazz style, if you ever hear him play. <laughs> I think, I think Emily's dogs were in line ahead of us behind playing. And I was like, I'll be, I'll, I'll go, I'll play. And like, I'm eighth in line. Like, I am the emergency, emergency, emergency keyboard player because I know like four chords. Like, and I, and I don't have no rhythm. And, and, and so for me, that's not my gift. There are some of you who, if I said, hey, can you preach next week, would have a panic attack, full-blown anxiety, call 911. See, see, what I can do and what, what, what Emily can do are different. See, our gifts and our talents and our skills and our callings are different. But guess what? It's given by the same Spirit. So in the body of Christ, there's differences, but it's given by the same God. See, our identity is not built in the differences. It's built in the similarities. Our identity is not built in the distinctions of what God's given us. It's built in the God who gave them. And so we have to begin to build our identity in who God is and not our gift. See, there's a difference, but it's the same God. See, verse 7, to each person the manifest manifestation of the Spirit is given for, for the benefit of all. It's, it's not about you. It's, it's not even about what you can do. See, some, some of us get so caught up in the gift God's put in us. So, so I will walk into to rooms, like, because I'm a pastor, and I walk into rooms with other pastors, right? And we all identify ourselves by our gift. We all walk into rooms, and it's like, hey, what do you do? I'm a pastor. I, I preach for a living. It's what I do. It's my gift, but it also sometimes quickly becomes our identity, because I'm also a dad, and I'm also a husband, and I'm also a guy that plays golf, and a guy that can't play guitar, and 
all of these things, right? So, so it's easy sometimes we get wrapped up in taking the gift of God and what he's put inside of us, and it makes it our identity. And sometimes we become so identifiable by what we do, we lose the foundation of who gave us the gift. Some of you are in college right now being so set in what God's given you, you miss being involved in what God is and who he is in your life. You're so set in the gift of God that you miss God. It happens all the time. We watch it happen. People who are anointed, gifted, talented, they seem to be serving the Lord, but their life is a train wreck. Not because not because they're, they're not following the gift. They're not following God. They get identified by what they can do, not who gave it to them. So in your search for self, in your search for the things of God, don't let your gift that God gave you become your identity. It's easy to do. Listen, we love it. We love influencers, right? Like, they're making a living off of Instagram and TikTok. And they call themselves an influencer. And, and guess who's profiting off their influence? They are. <laughs> Y'all watch their videos and they make money. They're profiting off the influence they have. It's become their identity. But the Bible and the kingdom is so different because it says this, that the spirit of God and the gift is given for the benefit of all. So the paradox of the kingdom is that your identity is not your gift. It's for somebody else. Have you ever bought somebody a gift that you really liked? Like, like have you ever just done that? You're like, like I, you know, I bought this for so-and-so, but I really like it. And you wanted to keep the gift? You even considered, like, wrapping the gift to yourself and opening it like, surprise, I love this gift. That's, that's how we act as Christians when we become, when our identity is wrapped in the gift. It becomes for me. And, and you get this gift of God and maybe worship or speaking or maybe any of the other spiritual gifts. And you go, it's my gift. Look at me. Look how great I am. But the paradox of the kingdom says it's not for you. It's for all of us. The spiritual gifts given are not, not for you. They're for me and, and Rachel, and they're for this side of the room and this side of the room and this side of the room. The gifts put inside of you are, cannot be, become your identity because they do, then they become selfish and not for the benefit of anybody else. Could you imagine me preaching to an empty room? Who does it help? I have preached in an empty room. Don't lie about it. That's where I practice, but... But, but in this setting, like, if I'm just, like, screaming at the walls and, like, thinking I'm the best thing ever, I'm like, the greatest preacher ever, and there's nobody to hear it, what benefit is it to the body? So when your identity is wrapped in the gift, it becomes about you and not for the body of Christ. It becomes about you and not everybody else. It becomes about what you can accomplish and not what the kingdom can accomplish. And your identity gets lost in the gift. So your identity is found in Christ. Your identity is not the gift. Your identity is formed in the connection of community. 
just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. I told you I can't play guitar. And here's the problem. Like, I have the opposite problem of most people. Like, most people have a really difficult time making the chord shapes, right? I have a difficult time with rhythm. If you stay in our church long enough, you will never see me clap. Like, there's some people that clap on the one and the three, and some people clap on the two and the four. I'm at one and three quarters and three and three eighths and five and seven six. I don't even know what that is, if it's a number, but I'm clapping on it like it's so bad. Like, like I have no rhythm, and, and I, as much as I love guitar and as much as I wanted to, I, I couldn't ever get both hands to work together. I, I could get one hand to work, but not the other hand to work together with it. And the only way for your gift and your identity to work is in the connection of community. You can't do this thing by yourself. It's, it's why Paul uses the illustration of the body. He says the, the body is one, but it has many parts. More than existing cooperation and collaboration, multiply the gifts when we work together. Cooperation and collaboration multiply your gift when we work together. The, the writer of Ecclesiastes said it this way. He said, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. We, we have to identify what's distinctive about us and not let it divide us. See, it's okay to be different. I used to never want to be different. Did anybody else live that way? Like, you didn't want to be different than anybody else. You just want to be like, you want to fall in line and be the same, and you just want to be like everybody else. And, and at some point in my life, I just go, I'm different. The, the, the thing, the way God wired me up is different. The, the passions inside of me are different. The, the, the distinctions in me are different, and that's good. Because out of the distinctions of the way God wires me up, it brings something beneficial to the body that nobody else can bring. See, God wired you up distinctively different so that you can bring something unique to the body so that when we work together, there's greater benefit to the kingdom of God. He didn't want you all to be the same. No, he said, no, I'm going to give a gift over here that's different. I'm going to give a gift over here that's different. I'm going to give a gift and a distinction over here that's different. And what happens is when we collaborate the kingdom has greater impact. That as a body, we begin to work together. Have you ever heard the expression that I dance like I have two left feet? Have you ever heard that expression? Could you really imagine somebody with two left feet? Like they would be tripping the whole time. Like it would be clumsy. It would be awkward. It's why you have a left foot and a right foot so you can kind of move at the, the same pace. That you can work together to get somewhere. So don't be discouraged if you think you're different. Don't be discouraged if God has put distinctive gifts in you. Don't be discouraged if you go, hey, I'm not like everybody else. Because in the connection of community, you're going to bring something to the body that helps kind of accelerate it. I have a, a good friend of mine who's a, a mentor, and uh, he's now a professor. And, and I love him dearly. Dear friend, we've been friends 20 years, 
we were in this discussion, and, and he finally, after 20 years, looks at me, and he goes, Jeff, I, I, I finally get it. I, I finally get that you're different. And I was like, he goes, and, and that's good. We've been friends 20 years. Because God wires us up distinctively different so that we can connect in a community of faith so that we can make a greater impact as the kingdom of God moves forward. So you're not who your gift is, but you bring your gift to the community of believers so that the community of believers can make greater impact on the world. So your identity has to be formed and shaped in community. Which, if that's true, the inverse is true. Your identity is incomplete in isolation. An isolated Christian was never the intention of Christ. I think more than ever we found that to be true. That that we can't exist. We can't find ourselves in, in a situation of isolation and live out this thing called faith. It's just not the intention of Jesus. Verse 27 of that that passage. Now you are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. You are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. pandemic made us feel very alone. I quoted this statistic maybe two weeks ago that a Harvard study found that the most highly impacted of the pandemic were young adults, 18 to 25. They felt more isolated. They felt more alone than anybody else. They felt like nobody cared about them until the study revealed. And what's so interesting about church is it's built so that we wouldn't be alone. It's the whole intention of church is built so that we would have community. Who you are cannot be shaped by who you are alone. The community of believers helps you find who you are. It is our passion and our goal and our desire in this church. We want to make it really easy for you. So we have on-ramps called Next Steps in DNA. Next Steps is a class we're having this Wednesday night at 7. If you want to join us, it's just to find out more about us, and it's just how we move you from seat to serving. And so it's just a, what do we believe? What, who are we? We want you to come to that, because if you come to that, then you get to go to DNA, and DNA is who you are spiritual gifts test, it's some personality testing, it's understanding what God has wired you up to do so that you can bring the distinct gift of God in who you are to a community of faith because your gift can't be lived out in isolation. Your identity can't be found in isolation. birthday like two weeks ago and, and I love
love her. Please know I love her. And she's going to listen to this. Darlene, I love you. She listens like every message. And Rachel came up to me like two days ago. She was cleaning off this shelf where just stuff gathers. And she goes, is this Darlene's birthday card? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it actually is. It's sitting on a shelf in a bag, unsigned, unsealed, unaddressed, unsent. The gift is no good if it's never given. The, the gift of God inside you is no good if you don't give it away. The, the, the things God's put inside of you are no good if you don't find a community of faith to start exercising and giving out from and, and giving back into the kingdom. See, the, the card's no good on the shelf. It does me no good. It, it does, does no good because it doesn't say anything to Darlene. It doesn't do anything for anybody else. It's just sitting there. And so if you're sitting there with your gift, not giving it away, it's not doing anybody else any good. Because the gift of God put inside of you are for the benefit of all. And you are connected. If you call yourself a Christian, you are connected in this thing called the body of Christ. You are not isolated and alone. You are part of us. You are part of the body. Don't waste your time. what God's given you. Don't, don't make it about you. Don't make it about who you are. Give it away. If there's one lesson I've learned about, the, about God and about how he works, it's this really, really incredible paradoxical sort of pattern of God. That the more I give, the more room I have to receive. Which gives me more to give away. The, the, the more I give from the things of God inside of me, the more I have to receive, the space to receive, and the more I can give. The more I give, the more I can receive, the more I can give. It's, a, it's a reciprocal in the kingdom. So you can't be in this reciprocal relationship of giving and receiving and giving and receiving from the Lord if you're doing it simply by yourself. This is what we believe. That you are created for prayers you find it here if this is not your house we'll help you find it somewhere because you can't live life isolated as a Christian you can't live at the fullest depth of who God's called you to be by yourself thanks for listening to our podcast and remember to rate review and subscribe now go be the collectives